Thank you for checking out the City Church Podcast today. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know you are loved. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you. I guess something that really has, something I learned maybe, just I'm coming out of it now, is just the importance of friendship. Um, I grew up in this church. I'm very blessed to have grown up here. And so I actually um, made one of my best friends here at our youth group. We grew up together. um, And then, yeah, she was like a sister to me. It was so awesome. I think I never thought how important it was to have like a godly sister, so to say, um, because I became friends with her when I was so young. I think I was 10 when I met her. And, but sadly, before we turned 20, she passed away from cancer. And so um, I don't think I understood how important it was until it was gone, which is sad, right? And so I just remember I was in university. I felt like I had lost my best friend, my sister, and I was just really sad. And um, yeah, I didn't actually know if I could ever find like another friend like that. You know, you spend 10 years developing a friendship. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm 20. I'm never going to find a friend like this. And so it was really hard for me to walk through that. Um, But I just remember praying and I just said to God, like, I just really want a friend, which kind of sounds like, not sad, but I'm just like, I'm lonely and I want a friend. And I I just remember reading scriptures that said, kind of like what Brenda said this morning, actually, that God knows like the cries and the desires of your heart. And I just remember reading something that had the word like, I actually couldn't even tell you the scripture, but it had the word like restoration in it. And I just remember saying, okay, God, like you're going to restore things to me that I've lost. And so I just kept praying that. And I'm so thankful um, through this church. Actually, I was able to meet like one of my best friends to the state. She is like a sister. Honestly, it feels like not that she's replaced my old friend, but I, I feel like I, that void in my life isn't gone. And so um, that's something I'm currently standing on in a, like a, a season of life that I'm in, in problems that I'm walking through now, is that, hey, God restores you, and like, if you just trust in him, in like, the little things, like, even just your friends and your girlfriends and stuff, he totally gives you the desires of your heart, and he knows, knows that, and that's probably, that truth that I learned just through friendship is helping me tons in stuff that I'm walking through now. I love that. And if you are attending the City Church or you come out tomorrow and join us for one of our services, we have um, these groups called City Groups, and that's a great way to meet someone, to build friendships, and I think that's a really great that's avenue. That's how I met like. my bestie, through groups. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so when you asked me to be on this, the first thing that came to my mind was, Uh, I wanted to talk about God's timing because I look back in the last um, seven to ten years of my life and you know when you're uh, you're in your early 20s and you get into your late 20s and you just are like God why haven't you brought me a husband yet like is there something wrong with me (laughs) and but you know what so um, that plus um, I was pursuing a music career and pop for 10 years and I never wanted to do what I do now and um, but I worked really hard at it, and I, I faithfully pursued pop music, and I faithfully tried to wait for a husband, and it was really hard. And um, in Second Peter, it says, with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. And it's funny, because God does have his own sense of timing, and his timing is perfect. 
When I was in my early 20s wanting to be married, it wasn't the right time for me. I didn't know that at the time. When I was in my late 20s, it wasn't the right time for me. And I didn't know that at the time. And God gifted me Steve. And I was 30 when I got married. And yeah, I think Steve was a gift to me. Um, and um, with the pop music thing, it was, my own, it was my own dream, my own desire. It wasn't what God had for me. It wasn't what God wanted for me. And he let me fight through that and work that out for 10 years. <laughs> I, I don't want to say I wasted those years because they taught me so much and showed me so much. So now I stand here. I do worship full time because that's where God called me. And I can look back from 7 to 10 years and I think, oh, my goodness, God, like your hand was actually on my life, rescuing me and protecting me from so much. And here I am, 32 years old, doing this work for the Lord, married to like this beautiful man. And I just think like, wow, God, your timing is perfect. Brooke, is there a song or a worship song that you would listen to in that waiting that really spoke to you? Yes, um, actually. Um, Great are you, Lord. Um, it says, you give life, you bring love, you're light to the darkness, um, you restore every broken heart. I, I can remember in those seasons of waiting and wanting, I was so broken. And um, yeah, I would just sing that out and I'd worship that out and I could feel God's hand like on my life. As broken and as, as hurt as I felt in these seasons of like not, not getting what you want or not seeing results that you had worked for, Maybe we've all, like, maybe you've been there. And that, that song really spoke to me. Mm -hmm. That's great. Great. Well, I tried really hard to think of something that didn't involve my children. And you all know the go to church here that I'm always talking about my children and some life lesson. So indulge me. But here's the thing. I think that I'm still in this season, and I think I've been in this season a long time. And I think I'm going to be working through this for a period of time. Um, God is trying to show me right now that with teens and with a preteen, well, she was, I guess she's 13 now, uh, that sometimes as a mom or as a parent, we have a tendency to get fearful of the uncertainties with our kids, for example. And you're already here with me. I know you are. But... Um, who are they going to marry? Right now, my oldest is getting ready to start university. Did she pick the right school? Is she picking the right program at school? Will she serve God? Will she continue to go to church when she's an adult? Did I do enough? Did I say the right things? Did I mess up too many times? Um, and God is, is continuing to show me and is very much showing me this right now that where I am fearful, I am not trusting him. That exact Whatever it is, fill in the blank. And sometimes, man, it changes through the hour. But whatever that was, you're not trusting God there. You may think you're trusting God, but maybe you're trying to do it by yourself. And uh, I think with my particular personality, I try to just barrel, barrel, barrel. You know, barrel through. I got this. I got this. I can do it. Um, so it's very difficult when I hit a wall, which inevitably I do if I'm trying to do it without God's help. Because then it's like... I'm mad at myself. Why didn't I trust God in this area? I knew better. I knew better. 
um, there's a, a lyric in one of the songs, Brooke, that you sang this morning, all fear is, is it lost or all fear is gone in my hope in you. I'm sure I'm messing up that other word. But in other words, when you're hoping and trusting in God, fear just doesn't fit in anymore. There's no room for it. And so I think, and just on a really practical note along with that, I'm going to sound like a Sunday school teacher, but I don't think this should ever be lost. I think that the more I spend time in prayer, it doesn't have to be all day, ladies. It can be two minutes. It can be five minutes. Just make time, and the more time I spend in the Word, those are my good days. I'm just being super real with you. Those are my good days. I can tell the days. I can sense it, the days that I have not taken the time. And on the flip side of that, the days I haven't been as disciplined, and I'm not talking about hard and fast rules. It's the heart of it. It's the spirit of it, right, that you're taking the time. I can tell on the days I haven't been as disciplined, I can sense that as well. And I think, I think it's Andy Stanley that says um, that when we spend more time in the word in prayer, that we're more generous, we're more forgiving, we're less angry, we're a kinder, better version of who God always designed us to be. But you have to take the time. And fear has no room in that environment, in, in your head. And certainly when God, you're so full of God in your heart, there's, you just don't stay there. You don't live there, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. I think... I think even just jumping off of that, if it's okay, um, I, so I spent about five years as a pastor at a vibrant, growing, really amazing church, and I came to the point where I felt God was um, prompting me just to step out and follow some dreams that I'd had for a really, really, really long time to do this kind of thing. And I was like, but I love my job, and I love the people, and I love what I get to do. Why would I want to change it, right? And he was saying, no, now, now is the time. And sometimes God has to kind of close a door because we're not willing to close it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so he closed that door on my life, and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't understand. He was like, no, I've been telling you, you need to go in this direction. So I did. And But bouncing off of what you said, um, I really felt like I had been living my life for a long time on a bit of a roller coaster. I would have a high, and I'd be like, God is awesome, we're hand in hand, we're like, you know, really, really good. And then all of a sudden, I would crash, and I would have no idea why I crashed, but it was literally because I wasn't taking the discipline to put him first. So, um, and something else. Sorry if I'm jumping all over the place, but when I was a little girl, my mom used to read her Bible out loud. And it, it hit me one day that I read my Bible on my phone, I read my Bible in my bed, but I never sit with my Bible open where my kids can see me and read my Bible out loud. My mom always sat reading the Bible out loud. So every morning, I, I just changed my routine about six months ago, and every morning I used to go watch Uh, news with my husband with our coffee for 15 or 20 minutes before you start to go for the day. And I was honestly part of it that I was so sick of hearing about Donald Trump. But the other, (laughs) I was like, enough already. I can't take it anymore. But it was like, I would so much rather start my day on a different note. So I 
get my Bible, and I go to my office, which is my kids can see me as they're like going to the bathroom and crossing back and forth. They see me. The dog comes and sits with me. My Bible's open on my lap. I've got my coffee. They can come in and say good morning. It's not like I'm closed off to them, but they see me every single day with my Bible open on my lap. Some days I'm not even reading. Some days I'm praying. I'm looking out the window. I'm watching the traffic. I'm listening to God. But that discipline of starting my day every day like that has made a significant change in my life and a significant change in hearing God's voice on a regular basis. Can I just say something to you too as an encouragement, as like mothers, um, just hearing both of your stories there. um, Like my mother played a pivotal role in um, probably why I continued to serve Jesus in my early 20s in the pop world I could have been easily swayed in many directions and I just felt the prayers of my mother just covering me um my mom was she never worked sorry she was the janitor of our church but she um her her main role as uh in our lives was like she was our mother who just prayed for us and loved us and fed us and she thrived off of that so just as mothers just know that like those prayers are so significant and they mean so much. And like I, I put three hymns on my record off because of my mother. She used to hum those around the house and they just, then I didn't know that they were going to have the influence on me, you know, 20 years later, 25 years later. But to this day, my mother is like, she's just like an angel to me. And I, she probably doesn't even know I, I think this mm-hmm. about her. But I, I just, I thank her for her prayers because they're, yeah, mm-hmm. they kept me on the straight and narrow. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> so keep praying for your children and loving on yeah. them. Of course. <laughs> of course. You know what? Also, too, I'm going to throw this in. Um, some, some of you ladies here may not be mamas right now. Your kids may be grown and gone. But if you know the Lord, you are a spiritual mama. Yeah. And there are other young women around you who need a mother figure in their life who's following God and listening to his voice and learning what it means to follow him. And we don't have to have it all together. We don't have to be perfect. Um, Just like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. We're just going to do it together. So you take someone by the hand and you walk together and you do it. I really like that. Today, part of the reason we put a journal in your bags is to encourage you to go home and create that prayer time in the morning or during the day um, and write down your notes and write down your thoughts. Um, And of course, Diana has a beautiful booth out there with loads of other journals that you can buy, but it's such a great encouragement. And I love that in her journal, she has a portion where it reminds you to be grateful because I think, you know, as we all go through things, that it's always good every day to remember the little things that we are grateful for to bring us back to where we are. Yeah, actually, when Nicole and Brenda were both saying the word discipline, this is probably something I just learned, and I'm still trying to walk through it. Um, If you don't know, I work at our church. (laughs) And so uh, I, when I started here, I was like, obviously, I love God, but maybe working at the church, I started to not take my own devotional time, like, so serious. And so, you know, I would just be like, "Eh, I was like at church all day, like, why would I go home and like read my Bible and stuff? And then I remember... Um, even just like last year, like prompts and pushes on my heart. Um, and I just remember God saying like, you can see me through discipline. And it's probably one of the, I was just like, I'm going to wake up every morning and I'm going to read this Bible, even if 
like, I don't want to, and I'm going to read it until something comes up. And I started journaling after a conversation Kristen and I had. I was like, I'm just going to write, and hopefully one day something comes off of these pages. But finally, I feel like maybe I turned the corner, and I, it was the first time where I was like, you know, you have sometimes you have all these emotional experiences, and you can really see God, or when you sing a song, you can, you can feel like you can really feel him. But it was the first time where I was like, okay, I can see God in discipline, that, like, he loves me so much that he wants me to have all these practices and stuff. And so just when you guys said that, it's just, um, it's probably something I just recently learned, to get into the rhythm, including discipline, and that it's not this harsh thing. I'm a rebellious young child, okay? I don't like discipline. Uh, that it's a, it's a good thing and it comes from love. Yeah. That's great. Does anybody else have anything to share? I can, I can add something else. Sure. I can always add something else, but <laughs> <laughs> ladies, we like to chat. But um, so the word self-discipline was one that God put on my heart um, probably about five years ago. I started, instead of making a New Year's resolution, I would say, okay, God, what do you want to work on in me this year? So the first one was refreshing and kindness. He was like, we're going to work on you being more refreshing. And I was like, I don't know what that means. But I, I looked it up, and throughout Scripture, there was oftentimes when it would say, you know, they came to us and we were refreshed in their presence, or we were refreshed in God's presence. I thought, what an amazing thing to be a refreshing person, that you would walk away from a conversation and go, that was, I feel so much better, right? So for that whole year, we worked on that, and then a whole year, we worked on another thing, and then we got to self-discipline, and I'm on my third year of self-discipline. <laughs> it's like, we're not done yet, God, and he's like, no, we're doing this one another time. So I, I'll be honest, I'm on my third year of self-discipline, but I've worked on you know, fitness and healthier eating I, and lifestyle. I've worked on my disciplines in my spiritual relationship with God. And he was just like, there's a lot of things we got to get in order. And, and I'm not a fast learner, I guess. So we're working on it. And it's one of those fruits that no one really wants to talk about. Like we all want to be kind, right? And we all want to be generous and gracious and all those things. But do we really want to work on self-discipline? But I've learned that it is actually the essential, most basic thing that we need to get right. Because if we don't have the self-discipline, we're not going to be able to do the things that God calls us to do. Brenda, do you have any book recommendations? On self-discipline? Self-discipline. Well, the Bible is a good one. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. On self-discipline, I can't think of one off the top of my head. No. I have a great recommendation on the topic of love, though. If you haven't yet read Uninvited by Lisa Turkis. I was Turkis, just thinking that book. Oh, it's, it's so good. So, I'm in the middle of it right now. Yeah. It's amazing. It's it amazing. is amazing. Very, very good. It's called Uninvited by, I don't know how to say her name very well, but Lisa with a Y, L-Y-S-A, Turkist, I think is how you say her name. Perfect. Well, that is the end of our session this afternoon. Um, let's thank these lovely ladies up here for sharing. Thank you for your support. If you want to connect with us, you can find us online at thecitychurch.ca.